are live on YouTube. It is working, Erica. So surprise, everybody. We're here. We didn't tell anyone about this, but this is going to be super <laughs> fun. We have on our friend of the pod, the wonderful, the amazing, the beautiful out in California, Jen Steele. Jen, what's going on? All the miles. <laughs> All the miles. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, this has been a, a, a fun experience for you because we're we're having you back so we can talk about your Chicago Marathon experience. So that must have had hundreds of training miles. And I mean, you look like you're smiling. So <laughs> you went through it with a smiling face. Yes, it was for sure my most fun. Before we talk Chicago, though, let's catch up. We talked to you back in March. How cool is that? It's been so long. We're still rolling with the podcast. You're still running the miles. What's new in your life since March? How was your summer in California? It was so fun. It was the first time that I've had kids in real summer. (laughs) They're four and six. So it was our first like actual summer, not just life continuing as normal. Mm -hmm. So that was super fun. Lots of adjustments, but overall a lot of fun. Now we're back in the swing of life. What is the weather in California right now? Your San Diego area, Southern Cali, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the weather like these days? Uh, well, we had a thunderstorm yesterday and then today it was gorgeous. So we're kind of in that weird phase like everybody else. <laughs> Sounds very New Englandy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One day it can be 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. The other day it can be 22. Today was like 64 and it felt 80. It was awesome. I was so jealous. I Since we've talked, Jen, I've gotten a little better running structure. And I was like, I don't have a run today. I'm really upset about that. I had a 30-minute indoor <laughs> bike ride. And it's beautiful, though. I wanted to lie to my coach and go for a run. But, you know, I stuck to the plan. Coach always knows. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> it did snow here the other day, by the way, Erica. We had some flurries, but you don't get that in California. I was driving in it. I was like, what is this? Oh, it's snow. Of course. Have you? Yeah, we definitely, our, our range is like lots of weird weather, but a temperature only changes about 25 degrees in San Diego. Mm. <laughs> Random weather question about you. Have you ever seen snow? I'm trying to remember where you're from. And for some reason, I want to say we talked and you're like, ah, I only saw it once. <laughs> I, so I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. We used to take day trips to Tahoe right. all the time. It was about two hours away. And then my mom is from Omaha, Nebraska. And so- uh. Lots, lots of snow in my life, just not where I live. <laughs> it can stay there. Ooh, yeah, it can stay where it is. Jen's in the nice area. I remember that jealous, you were yeah. in Northern Cali. And during COVID, you guys moved to Southern California because you took many vacations there. And you're like, life is great here. Yeah. Let's move. Yeah, pretty much. Life is still great here. Awesome. And good, the kids good. are doing well. The family's doing well. And you're getting all the miles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Running way more than I have ever. So it's good. Awesome. We're going to remember that for the question uh, <laughs> after we talk about uh, yeah. the Chicago Marathon. Yeah. You're going to need, you're going to need to run more miles too, because we will talk about it, but we are here a lot. We are here to talk about Chicago, which was last month. And we're super excited to hear all about it. Give us all the details. Like 
we don't need the boring parts. We just want the fun, exciting, and maybe the funny and ugly parts. When you left, like, like start from when you left. How long did you spend in Chicago? How is the expo? How is the race and the recovery and I all that? I want to know touristy things too. Let me yeah. know what you saw, <laughs> did, what you did. All did you the have good stuff. donuts? Did you have like? Isn't there a, a special Chicago donut thing everyone talks about? You need to get a donut in Chicago. Todd said that, right? I missed out on it, so we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to get the intel. I missed on the donut because they had them at the finish line. And, you know, at the end of a marathon, there's like so much that happened. So I grabbed like three of them thinking I would have a mini donut. Both of my children would have mini donuts. And I showed up to my husband and two daughters at their stroller at the end. And I had one mini donut left. The rest had (laughs) fallen at some point. Because, you know, at the end of a marathon, you just, I don't know, can't keep track of it. Um, So my kids did come. So my husband actually lived in Chicago for a year after college. Um, We've been back a number of times. I've run the Chicago Marathon before. So we thought felt pretty comfortable bringing them with us, like we were talking about before we started recording. Logistically, it's pretty easy. The start Mm -hmm. and finish line is all in Grant Park. You can stay downtown pretty easy. Uh, so we flew in, we had a really early flight Friday morning that all went super easy, direct flight, um, got there and realized we were going to have this strange gap between when we landed, when we could check into the hotel and I wanted to go to the expo Friday. So we schlepped all of our stuff from the airport (laughs) to the expo. (laughs) Yes. You understood the assignment. I want these details. (laughs) (laughs) and I we like started you know realized ubers were way more expensive than when I had like priced it out before and was like oh yeah it's about this long to get places and cost about this much and then it's marathon weekend and every time is three times as much and so I was like you know what we're just gonna do it all together save 50 bucks on uber fares and call it a day I left my husband and my daughters at one point. I was like, this is not going to work. They wanted to check all of our bags at one point. So we had, we all had a checked suitcase or the girls had one. And then my husband and I each had a checked bag. Everybody had backpacks and we had a stroller. And so we just threw everything in the stroller and are pushing it around. And as we try and go into the expo, they were like, no, we need to check all of your bags. When you say check, like, you mean like uh, check the contents inside or you mean like we're going to, ch- yes. okay, yep. No, they want to check, like go through it security and like open them all and ruffle through them. And they're worse than TSA. I was like, you know what? Why don't-? <laughs> yeah, I was not good. I was like, why don't you guys just wait here and I'll just go wander the expo for 20 minutes, get my shirt. We'll call it a day. <laughs> that worked way better. <laughs> there you go. Um Then we left and it was like ice rain, which we were not prepared for. Um, We forgot living in San Diego that like sometimes 60 degrees does not feel like 60 degrees here. And sometimes it can feel like 40, like it'll drop to like 45 and be really icy rain in the Midwest. And we we failed on that assignment and had Uh no winter coats. So we had like sweatshirts, like hoodies. My kids had hoodies. That's something I would do. <laughs> yeah. It happens, man. I mean, you you anticipate and on the on a dime it just changes. So that oh, that freezing rain or oh 
I hope I hope you guys yeah. were able to warm up once you finally got to check into your hotel. But so how was yes. the expo? Like, did you get to take any pictures? Did you did you buy any swag? Like, how how did that go for you? You're 20 minutes. Ah, that would go by so fast. It was really fast. I was very conscious of like my space heading into the marathon, mm-hmm. um, like to the whole weekend. So the last time that I ran Chicago six years ago, I was very new to the running community, I would say. Like I didn't know a lot of other runners. I didn't I knew the one person that I was going with. I didn't know anybody else that was like there for the weekend. I had no plans to meet with anybody. Like it was very chill this time. There was a lot of plans and there was a lot of things that I was consciously not doing that I kind of wanted to do. Um, I ran for the Every Mother Counts charity. And so like I had maybe RSVP'd to their events, but like hadn't really committed myself. Um, just a lot of like protecting of space. So going into the expo, I w- like was trying not to get super amped up and excited so far <laughs> before the race. So it's like, mm-hmm. take it down a notch. And I'm not a huge Nike person. And so I kind of could steer clear of that. And I really hated the colors this year. Like oh, so much hated the colors. Oh, no. And so... <laughs> Um, so it was kind of easy to like pass up on the swag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was just like a lot of stuff that was easy to come. I'm so on board. Pass. That's a big deal. I'm so picky about colors and the way things look. And if it's not something I like, it's an easy pass. Yeah. If it's something I like, for me, though, it's, it's hard. I'm expensive. like, I have to have it. I don't care what it looks well, like. <laughs> I ran, I race. went online and I went online and I bought my own from somewhere else from like a small business because I didn't let like for me Chicago is red white and blue like that's the city color that's the light blue with the red stars and the white like that's Chicago that's the Chicago marathon yes and this year it was mint and like a dark teal green I don't like that I can't find a picture but this is what I do when I go to every race I'll just get a sticker (laughs) And if I don't like any other swag, I got the sticker and typically buy a finisher shirt, but the finisher shirt usually have three color options. That's what I do. (laughs) I mean, you get the finishers like at Chicago, they give you the finisher shirt. So I have that. Yeah, no, I mean, what do I mean? It's not a finisher shirt. It's just the Iron Man shirt. It's like an extra shirt. It it has the M dot on the back with everybody's name. Not a finisher shirt. It's just the race shirt with your name on it. And they usually have like four or five color options. Yeah. (laughs) So that's actually a great idea to just look elsewhere because you know that everybody's making some stuff like so since you mentioned it, too, we'll talk about this later. Like your first go at Chicago was the super hot year. So I remember I remember that year. Yeah. But where was I going? (laughs) Oh, so um, I remember like the one thing I got from the expo was actually like a North Face sweatshirt. And it had like this really cool like Chicago like billboard on the back. And that was like the one piece of swag that I like loved. And it wasn't Nike. It wasn't official. It was just like something I found at the expo. I was like, this is nice. This is I'm going to wear this. This is going to get used. And and I love it. So, yeah, it's a good way to save like 150 bucks too, if you're not buying the Nike stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. I did make sure to get um, the poster because Chicago has like a commemorative poster oh, every cool. year. And so um, I, I did snag one of those. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I, yeah, this was a very small off to the side picture opportunity. And I like found somebody and just asked them to take my picture. It's a great quick. photo. And that was that. I love it. It's a great shot. Yeah. I'm going to go through some of your stuff here. So this is your kit for the race here. <laughs> You're a stockany girl. I like yep. Oh, that is such All a good flat gen. <laughs> That's a perfect <laughs> flat gen. All the things. All the things. That's awesome. Yeah. It was perfect race weather. Like it literally couldn't have asked for better weather weather yes. for the race. And so it was like had a tank top and sleeves and I went back and forth on the shorts, but ended up because I didn't bring anything else, ended up in the shorts that I planned on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes your decision easy too. Yeah. So you arrived that is, on that is great news. So you arrived on Friday. The race was on Sunday, right? Yeah. Yep. So what do you yep. do all day Saturday? We took my kids to the American Girl doll store. That was like How funny. their surprise. So we did the same freaking thing in Florida. It's like, we're in Florida. We're going to a mall. Why are we going to a mall? But it's a big deal. It is a big deal, I guess. So I don't, the one in Chicago is a little bit different. Okay. It is like a mall unto itself. It's the flagship store for the American Girl doll. Ooh. And it is two stories of stuff and (laughs) there's a doll hospital there is a salon there is a restaurant and so we went and they shopped and picked their souvenir and then we went to lunch or tea or whatever they call it at this the store which is actually a restaurant (laughs) erica do you remember early days of the podcast we're talking like pre-teen episodes I went to Florida. This is when we flew there and I went and did the. I threw up on the roller coaster, right? But we (laughs) went to the Harry Potter store, not Harry Potter store, the American American Girl Girl. doll store. And I told you how you walk in and they have legit people there trained to cut the doll's hair. And they like give them pedicures and manicures and they do their hair and they put them in and like they get a seat and it's like you can come back in 30 minutes. We're going to. And they treat the doll like Uh a real person. That must have been so fun for your girls. They must have loved it. Were they like out of their minds excited? <laughs> I was out of my They yeah, well, and we didn't tell them. So they're like newer to American oh, Girl Dolls. And uh, so we didn't tell them what we were doing. We just said, like, on Saturday we have a surprise for you. And then they're like walking from our hotel down Michigan Avenue and we're like, this is the surprise. And they're like, this is no, like my older daughter, she was sick. She was so mad. And then we went to like a candy store and let them pick, you know, giant lollipops. And mm-hmm. that was a little bit better, but she was still like, really go, like, oh, let's go see the lake. Like, no, we live by the ocean. We don't care about the dumb lake mom. <laughs> like they were so not into it. Aww. And then we turned to the corner and we were like, oh, go in here. And you can't really tell from the outside. They didn't know what they were looking at. So annoyed. And then like her eyes are like saucers and they just don't even know where to look. So I have a video of them like going into the store and like running around like they just can't even handle themselves. It was <laughs> That's perfect. funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's such store, a cute idea. The store is something that, else. Actually. They got a doll for everything. I remember I had one actually. I when they first came out with the ones that you could customize to like look like yourself, I got one of those for Christmas. So how old was I? Must have been like 10 or 11 or something. That's even a little too old for dolls-ish, but I loved that thing. It was really cool. 
It had little glasses because I had glasses too. Oh, those are yeah. It was a blast having yeah. those. But if, if your doll, I never got to do the experience. Yeah, like if that. your doll breaks their arm or something, you send them to the American Girl doll hospital. And wow, it's a whole thing. It's super fix expensive. it right up. I think it's cool oh. <laughs> though. We when we took Adeline, it wasn't a surprise. She knew leading up. I was going to the mm. store to get my doll or to get no the accessories for the doll i bought one accessory for her and it was a backpack that she can hold a uh, carry with her doll because i knew she'd want to bring it to mims which is my mom grandma is mim mm-hmm. and anywhere else in the the backpack had like a window so the doll can always be looking <laughs> and i'm like that's a good purchase wow gotta protect those expensive you know assets. useful yeah I will say that my daughters, I have not bought them a doll. My daughter's dolls are hand-me-downs from my cousin who is 22, and they last forever. So we can laugh about the replacement of them, but like a 15, 16, 17-year-old doll, like you wouldn't know it. I'm proud of you, Jen. (laughs) That's That's a smart move. That's that's top notch parenting there. We'll see how long it lasts before I get guilted into buying them another one. <laughs> All right. So Saturday night, big day. You probably don't forget to set the alarm on the phone and probably five alarms. What did you eat for dinner? And what did you drink? Did you have we, beer? No, I did not have anything to drink the day before the race. The day after I did, or the day of the race, but not the night before. Um we went to just an Italian place. It was very hard to find reservations the night before anywhere. So we just went to Italian that was like around the street at four o'clock because that was when I could get reservations. Um, Take it. <laughs> by the time we, yeah, right. By and the that's time like we your left lunch it, time at home, two o'clock. Yeah, it was. Okay. So we had lots of snacks. The whole thing was like very, so it was like lots of snacks in the hotel, extra bananas. We went to Trader Joe's maybe Friday night on the walk to, yeah, we walked to Shake Shack. Um, We like, we're trying to trade, right? Somewhere we want for dinner, somewhere our kids want. So Friday night, my kids got to Shake Shack and there was a Trader Joe's right there. So I grabbed like the giant sea salt chocolate chip cookies, which are my favorite and Mm. some bananas, some bubbly water, like just random stuff from Trader Joe's to have snacks in the hotel. So there was lots of snacks post 4 p.m. dinner. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. I feel like that's early. a smart thing to do, to eat dinner on the on the early side, because then you have time to digest. You can sleep better at night. And then the next morning, hopefully, you start your day off right <laughs> with a, uh, a you-know-what. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So race morning. What time did you have to wake up? I think I woke up at like 5, so not super crazy. All right. Um, I want to show you a picture. You posted this picture and you said, sitting in my corral, waiting for the race to start. Oh, I should have read the whole thing first. I was going to say, did you really make this post before the race? (laughs) I was like, well, in the corral, because you wrote this long post. But okay, that is at the 2017 (laughs) Chicago Marathon. So that's a carousel. And I just did like a back and forth. I just did. I snapped a quick picture, but wrote it afterwards. So that was in 2017. Yep. And then there's one that's like, the so what now. was your goal going in this year versus 2017? Because we knew like you were coming back for redemption. Yeah. So 2017, I think my goal was sub five hours. And this time I wanted four ten sub four ten was the goal. 
Um, I did not get, long story short, I did not okay, get it. We care about um, the experience. You know, oh, yeah. still, I still, I still want to, I'm still chasing lots of things in the marathon. Um, I, but yeah, that was the goal going in. And then my like other goals were that I wanted to execute a marathon, like everything in my control. Mm-hmm. Well, because I felt like I hadn't done that in a marathon. I had underfueled or undertrained or just decided, you know, to go out too hot, all the things that, you know, you, all the mistakes you make in a marathon. And so I wanted to execute what I could. And that was, that was like a huge goal for me in this and that, that one I crushed. Great. <laughs> nice. What was your fueling strategy for this time around? So my favorite fuel in this training cycle in general, pre long run, it became Pop-Tarts. Nice. Um, huge fan of brown all, cinnamon sugar pop tarts. All over that. That is a great choice. Seventy grams of carbs. How do you carry them in like four hundred calories? So just before, like that's oh, okay. my breakfast is pop tarts. Yeah, smart. Um, so and smart. then <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then I had a banana right before, like maybe twenty minutes before we the official start, and then. I think my start was eight. I was in wave two. And then I crossed the start at like eight twelve, just because okay. it's so huge. So you had enough time to digest um, the banana and then be, be on yeah. your way. Good, 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 good. And then I used the scratch, just newer, released like a high carb drink mix. You two should be best friends. Um, <laughs> Love the high carb too. I'm Pop a big fan. And scratch and probably yeah. everything. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. it. <laughs> So I used that heavy the first chunk, um, and then in my training I did that with Huma Gel, and then I would switch that the Huma Gel, and then the Awesome Sauce from mm. Spring Energy, I think, is who makes that one. Um, but I would switch between those two. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah, I've tried that Awesome Sauce. It tastes like apple pie. <laughs> like literally, if you took a piece of apple pie, including the crust, and you blended yeah. it, and that's Awesome Sauce. It's very interesting. Except not the texture. The texture is not so gross because I can't do some of the other, like the goo. I hate the texture um, of goo, like the goo brand mm-hmm. goo. Can't do it. But yeah. like Huma Gel is okay. And that one is okay. Morton. Yeah, that's somewhere me between out. like I a, it's more it of like an <laughs> apple saucy kind of texture to it. So it's like easier yes. to, to digest than just straight up like sugary, gross. <laughs> I don't like goos either. No. <laughs> Not for me. So it took you 12 minutes to get through the crowd to the start line? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's really that big. Yeah. I've never been there to imagine there was it, to picture it, you know. 48,000 people at Chicago this Insane year. Insane number. Was that a new yeah, record this year? Huge. I feel like that's the, the biggest one they've had so far. It sounds like it at least. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It definitely was up there because it was nowhere near that big back in 20... When I ran it in 2017, I think it was like 35. So way oh, bigger. Than what's the then. vibe of the yeah. city the weekend leading up? Like 50,000 people in the city. More than that. You brought your whole family. All right. Yeah. Let's just call it 100,000 people are going into the city just for this race. Like what's the vibe of the city? And also how far were you staying from the start? And potentially, like, how far away did some people have to stay? And did, would they get bussed in the morning? Or how how did you manage logistics? I know you said it was easy, but how did you and others, you think, manage it? 
So we were about two miles from the start, a mile from the finish. Grant Park is pretty big. Um, So even though you start and finish in Grant Park, there was still a difference there. So I actually was trying to save my legs. So I took an Uber race morning. I booked it ahead of time to a friend's hotel that was about a half a mile from the start. So I wasn't going directly into the start. And then we walked over together. Um, They did have public transit going early uh, for the race day. So I think there was anybody who wasn't staying close was taking public transit in. But in general, it's just like the marathon takes over the city. Or people have no idea. Like the guy who was my Uber driver at 545 on Sunday morning, the day of the race, he picks me up at 540 to take me. We passed the first like water stop. So we're driving down. The roads are open still. And I was like, oh, are you like, are you going to be done after this and take off? And he was like, what the is happening? And I was like, oh, there's a marathon. <laughs> there's about 50,000 people that are going to run. All the roads are closing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. He did not get the memo. Oh, no. He's in for so a I think treat. That, like, <laughs> either you were completely oblivious and you just figured like it was a busy weekend in Chicago or you were like part of it and it was, you know, felt very much like you were taking over the city. Well, the city and I know Grant Park for that matter does host some huge events. So maybe sometimes they're just used to that always being a big event. Like they had a freaking NASCAR race in Grant Park this year. So they're used to holding big events, whether it's race cars or runners. They're, I guess, used to it. They figured it out. It's a beautiful spot, mm-hmm. too, because it's right along Lake Michigan. You ran along the lakes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to call it Oceanside, but it, no, Lakeside. Nice try. Yeah, yeah. That was the shakeout was on the lake, and then the race isn't super. You get glimpses of it, I feel like, on the Yeah, race I feel course. like when you go, what is it, like mile eight before you go into like, is it boy t- Boys Town? Like, mm-hmm. right, that's like your only real chunk of the lake you see until you're like right at the finish and boom, you're back in Grant Park. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then the beginning, it was was like a very pretty sunrise that morning. And so you could see it then too, but yeah, not, not so much during the race. Ah, you're making me want to go back so bad. (laughs) Well, I just, (laughs) we did, (laughs) we did. And I don't know if I have announced it officially yet, but we did put our names in for the lottery. I have not told my wife. <laughs> Only tell her on December seventh when I, you get the acceptance. When, if I get it, if I get <laughs> and it, and your credit card gets yeah. charged, the two hundred. <laughs> I figure. Right. I figure. Okay, we'll put in for the lottery. If we get in, great. If not, we're going to Boulder for the Boulder Boulder. I can. I can pull one off. Maybe two. We'll see. If I get in, I'll try for both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, My wife stuff. works nights and weekends, so <laughs> I just have to pull through and like get babysitters and stuff to help out. But so. We haven't talked about the actual race yet. Redemption time. Did you get it? How'd it go? It went so much better in so many ways. I think the best way to sum up the redemption side of it is I texted my friend who I ran with in 2017. And the text was something to the effect of, I don't remember running about nine miles of the course. And I had to go back and look at a map because I didn't remember running through Chinatown. I didn't remember running by the Bulls Stadium. I didn't remember running by the where the Blackhawks play. I didn't remember the same like place, by the way. Huge. They're like on. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I, mean, I don't know that. Right <laughs> it's like 
think I swear there was different things that I ran by. Um, there was like huge swaths of the race that I literally had no idea that they existed. Like if you had told me that Chicago didn't have a Chinatown, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Cause I just didn't, I was like so far in, in, I don't know where the pain cave or something the first time that it just was not even there. I think I remembered about, like I remembered all through boys town and then at about probably mile 14, I don't, couldn't remember any of that until about mile 23. And I was like, oh, there's the porta potty I used the last time I ran the race. The things you remember. (laughs) And that was it. That was all I had. I was like, oh, that was a lot of race that I didn't remember at all. Years later, you run by the It's almost like you ran it for the first time. Years later, you're running by some spot and you go, oh, I took a shit there. That's what we're here for. That's awesome. That friend you were texting about five years ago when you ran, that was like your best friend's husband, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I'm smart. Yeah, that was exactly it. I had a good memory. And he was like, oh, no, I remember that. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, I don't. That was how (laughs) much pain I was in at the time is that I just blacked it out. Um, So I feel like this time I did a really good job of being present and like enjoying it. I didn't normally I'm like a, I run with music all the time if I'm by myself sort of person. And I think I only put my headphones in at like mile 16 because I was feeling too, too much crowd, too much Mm. people, too much of all the things. And I needed to like get out of it and just sit with myself for a minute. Um, But I never had that experience before, which was new and kind of cool. Yeah. What did you listen I to? I have, there's a, um, it's called Big Booty Mixes by two friends on Spotify. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> Write that down. I don't even know what's on it and I don't even care. Big bo- big booty it's, mix. It's, it's everything. So it'll go like, it'll start with like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory songs. And then it'll go to like, 50 cent and then there's be a little panic at the disco and then there's a random three second quote from some movie and then it'll be something else like they're and they're super upbeat they're just fun randomly it's very interesting from taken yeah. and goes i don't know who you are and i don't know where you <laughs> are but i have a particular set of skills and i plan on using them <laughs> and then it goes right into uh jack black this is the greatest song in the world <laughs> I yeah. totally screwed up That's that line, it. by the way, from that movie. I totally screwed it up. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I'll the check it out. Counts, and then a lot yeah. of Taylor when you, Swift. Oh, yeah. When you listen Ooh, to um, Swift, right. when you listen to music and you're running, and if there's a song you're like, meh, do you, do you go next song or do you let the playlist play through? It depends. So like in those mixes, you can't because it's like a, it's almost like a DJ set. So it's like a one hour. Oh, yes. Okay. That's Um, so cool. And they're short. So then you just like, no, it'll be done in 30 seconds or whatever, Uh a minute. Um, But otherwise, if it's like an individual song, I will totally I like that. I got to try that. (laughs) I got to try that. Would you, I'm going way off track, but would you run, if you had to raise money, say boss marathon, you have to raise 10 grand. For $1,000 towards your donation, would you run a random marathon listening to Baby Shark on repeat? Definitely not. All right. Now let me go on the other end of that spectrum. 
for $10,000 to cover your entire charity so you don't have to do any fundraising, would you run 26.2 miles to Baby Shark on repeat? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds really painful, though. He had that for an Instagram poll, and I was like, thousand dollars towards like your charity i'm like yeah you're yeah, the I could do it because i could probably tune it up you and jay out. right now are the only people who've said yes everyone else has said no freaking way the charity is the bigger picture here <laughs> you're already <laughs> suffering for your 26.2 miles what's a little extra like the tearworm i mean you know? i also think that you haven't been forced to listen to it you are correct all the time. <laughs> so I think that that makes a difference in how painful you know that it is. Although, are any of you guys Ted Lasso fans? Yes. So, you know, Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. So that's where I know it more from because of Jamie Tart. So this all started. There's a whole thing. Grandma, grandpa. It's a whole thing. It's painful. This all started. The original song of choice was DuckTales. And Erica's like, nah, if you're going to pay this, you got to put them through pain. You got to play Baby Shark. No, speaking of that, Lena found me a fantastic version of it was like a a remix of, of DuckTales. DuckTales no, it's plus been, it's, what's it's all been all over Instagram and TikTok lately. I've heard it too, yeah. That must be the one. Yeah. But it's like um I think it's tipsy. <laughs> it's tipsy slash DuckTales. <laughs> and I was like, that's a different story too. I would probably listen to that. It's a banger. I think anything on repeat for a whole marathon though would be really painful. But if you're like, even if it's your favorite song, I think. But it if would you're be a really, really fast hard. runner, you can be like, okay, I could get through this and I could do three hours of that. But if you're like a the six hour marathoner, run, the faster the song yeah, is over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for those like six hour marathoners, it'd be like, oh man, that is rough. Six hours of baby shark. It's like the. What is the Taylor Swift has that song all too well that's 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you've seen the memes on like the Taylor Swift math that it's like, oh, it's only six all too wells or whatever. (laughs) I just have to run one more mile. That's like one all too well. It's fine. (laughs) I like that. You're a Swifty, aren't you? (laughs) I do. Yes, I am. We are. Yeah, we are (laughs) too. We're Swifties. We don't want Taylor Swift Nation (laughs) to uh, come out on the runs. We're Swifties. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are so off the tracks. Let's get back to the marathon. Erica, <laughs> save me. <laughs> so how did it go? Like, I know you said you didn't quite hit what your A goal was, but you said everything else was falling into place. So tell us about how the end of the race was, how you were feeling. And, and I mean, if you're comfortable sharing, how did you do? And the finish line atmosphere. So love to finish hear about line that. atmosphere. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I ended up, I, in like early September, I caught this cough and I never felt sick, but I had this really annoying cough that I could not get to go away. And I was like, this is ridiculous, but like kind of a gross cough, like deep, like it was like hurting down here, like in my, not quite my chest, but like Mm -hmm. my upper lower neck. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. And I went to the doctor after it had been like two weeks and I was like, this is not getting better. Now it's mid-September. So I'm about a month away from running a marathon. One, I want to make sure that I don't have pneumonia because I'm running a marathon. Like I'm training to run a marathon. Mm -hmm. Two, like I need to run a marathon. So like, let's give me some medicine. Like I need to get better. And they were basically like, nothing's wrong. Everything looks clear. You're good. Just give it time. 
And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, whatever, I'll give it a little bit, you know, maybe it'll get better. And then they gave me some cough medicine and an inhaler. Um, And then it's now two weeks, 11 days before the race, I go back in because I still have this cough that like, is it really annoying? I took an entire week off. So my first week of a two week taper, I did nothing. Like I didn't run. I didn't strength train. I was like, I'm going to walk. Like, I don't know what else to do at this point. How am I still having this cough? And I went in and she was like, oh, everything's clear. And I was like, no, like, I'm sorry. It's now been a month. Like something, we, something we have to fix. And it just so happened that like I was having, I teach part-time and I was having to leave the classroom because I couldn't stop coughing like really bad. Mm -hmm. And so I thankfully had one of those like coughing attacks in front of her where I like couldn't stop to continue our conversation. Erica's had that. And she was like, (laughs) recently, (laughs) she was like, oh, that sounds really bad. Hello. What have I been telling you this whole time? This is what I've been I'm not full of shit. Like I don't feel sick. Like I don't have a fever. I don't have body aches, but something is obviously wrong. Um, so she prescribed me antibiotics and, uh, diagnosed me with bacterial bronchitis. Um, and which is great, like whatever, except starting antibiotics 11 days before a marathon is really not ideal. Um, and so my stomach was just not oh, like it was not, no. it was totally fine. And then, you know, like I think I got to like mile nine and I was like cruising, race pace, everything was good. And it was like time to take the second gel. Yeah. Cause I was doing it every 45 minutes with the scratch in my water. Um, and I had practiced, like I knew it wasn't the gels. I had practiced with them so much. And I was like, this makes me want to, like, I feel like I want to vomit right now. Like, I don't know how I'm going to take gels for the next, what, 16 miles, 17 miles. Um, and then I kind of choked it down. I was like, nah, this is not like, I can't keep running this pace and taking in fuel. Like, um, I was like, okay, I can do a bathroom stop. Like I was expecting to see my family at like mile 11. Uh I was like, all right, after I see them in a couple miles, like I'll pull off and go to the bathroom. Missed them, like didn't see them. They saw me, but I didn't see them. They were on the wrong side of the street. And then once I passed the halfway mark, I was like, okay, I'm definitely not seeing them. Sent my husband a quick text that said like, I I missed you guys. I must've missed you guys. Like I'll see you at the finish. And then took a porta potty stop, got back on, ran a little bit further, tried to switch to gummy bears at this point because I thought that maybe was going to help. Um, doing something, you know, other than a gel. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but not great. And then at like mile 16, I had to pull off again for the bathroom, maybe threw up a little bit, really Whoa. was an unhappy stomach. And I was like, I'm just going to have fun with the rest of this race. Like there's, it is what it is. Like uh-huh. there's not, I can't, like, I just can't hold what I wanted to for race pace. Um, and then did not take in any fuel the rest of the race. Cause I was like, I'm not going to keep going to the bathroom. Like, this is dumb. My stomach is mad. Like, just run it. Jen. Um, Oh, I'm so sad. I just had fun the rest of it. And it was so fun. It was like, okay, like, talk to people and see the dogs and hang out and soak in the atmosphere and cheer for other people. And it was the first race where I didn't walk a single step. Um, Like, I walked, you know, when I was off the course. But other than that, like, 
26.2 miles of running the whole way, which was really like felt really great, especially like at the end, you know, those last couple miles, I was like, I'm still running. (laughs) And so many people are walking and falling apart at that point. And I was like feeling really good. Um, So the perks of not being able to, you know, hold race pace as long as I wanted was that I could just run forever. (laughs) So perfect. You led me into this perfectly. Tell me about the biggest mistake you see runners who are chasing their goals make. And I think you might have had a learning experience here and you posted about it. Yeah. Is it not having fun? Because you're not getting paid to do this thing. So yeah, it's super frustrating when we train really hard and it doesn't go our way. Like so frustrated. I was so frustrated. Um, but I also made the conscious decision even before, like my C goal, I think I posted about too. My C goal was to have fun. Like, if we're not having fun, why are you putting yourself through all of the other stuff? Um, I always tell the athletes that I coach is that the race is graduation, not finals week. So it should be a celebration for all the hard work you did. Like you did all of the things and you showed up healthy to toe the line of a race. Like that's a big deal. And you should celebrate that instead of showing up and thinking like, it's a test. And if it doesn't go well, it means something about me or that I failed or that I've done something wrong. Like it's one day out of like months and months of training. And like, sometimes it's just not your day and Mm -hmm. it is what it is. You know what I call it? I call it a victory lap. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Sometimes 26 miles sounds hard for a lap. It's a long lap. (laughs) I always said, what if, if I ever get to do these big ones with 50,000 people, I'm just going to enjoy that lap. If I'm doing something like local, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'm going for the time here when there's like 400 runners. But Yeah. And the atmosphere is so fun. I haven't done another major, so I can't compare it to that. But I did, my last marathon was Rock and Roll San Diego, which is a pretty well-known race. And I literally can't even compare what the two felt like. Like it just is the most fun. It's like a party for 26 miles. So we know <laughs> you, it is. we know you have some things coming up, but what do you think will be your next worlds? Do you have the, excuse me. Do you have a goal of <laughs> doing other worlds? No, just, just Chicago. No. You don't want to come here and ha- I just love Chicago. You don't, oh, all right. <laughs> then come here to Boston. Just hang out with us on the sidelines and cheer. How about that? I mean, if one day I could qualify for Boston, then that would be great. <laughs> I would do Boston. Um, but I don't really have a desire to do like the world major cycle. Um, yeah. That's a lot, of, a lot of time, a big commitment and a lot of money. It's a, so it's a I lot. don't blame you for it not is, wanting you're right. to go. It's a lot of money way. for some victory laps. That's a ton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, yeah. it really is. And the international travel, like it just seems like a lot. Especially so, with like you well, have kids, like the kids little and, kids. Yeah, with so kids and being it's hard married. to either take them or be away from them for so long. And knowing from experience, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's hard struggle. to convince them to be like, "Hey, let's go on a trip so I can do an Ironman or so I can do a marathon." That is hard. Yes, so I am mm-hmm. with you. But you are training for something pretty big. I am. Yeah. I have a 50K in January, at the very beginning of January. Oh, I'm so excited (laughs) for you. First ultra, first trail race, first ultra, just going big. Welcome to the dark side. We have (laughs) snacks. (laughs) 
This is like Erica's so new favorite doing? thing in the world. You know what? The I'm Avalon fifty k. I'm new to it myself, but I I just I know how fun it actually is. The pressure is so much lower than a regular <laughs> race, and you have the awesome snacks. I mean, what more could you want? So Avalon fifty k is. Did you say if it was road or if it was trail? It's trail. It's like um uh emergency access trails. So like oh, okay. wider, like not technical. Like what trails. we ran good on Run the Red. I like those. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Avalon benefit yeah. 50 miler and 50k. Oh, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Oh, so it's cool. on an island that's like a hour and a half ferry ride off the coast of Southern California. Oh. It's on Catalina Island. Um, and it starts in like the little town there. And so we literally run around it. Is it and that's the race. One lap or is it loops? No, it's one, one lap. lap. The 50K is one lap okay. around. Yeah. There's a little bit of weaving to get it there. But yeah, it's one lap. Okay, and it yep, starts and yep. ends in the little Erica's town Erica's a yeah. fan of, I mean, the Yeti she did was a down back, down back, something like that. <laughs> but she likes the pain, uh, to be like really, you know, she loves the pain, the mental pain of little lap, 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 2.4, 2.45 miles. She likes to be I just, just like. done one. I absolutely would choose a one lapper. That sounds amazing. Oh, this has a huge <laughs> climb in the beginning, Jen. Are you ready for that huge climb? Working on it. Yeah. It it's, was funny. So I did my first, you know, I did. Power hike. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Conserve energy. It's like forty five hundred feet of climbing. Total in like the in first the couple miles. The well, it's like the first probably eight miles. It's like two peaks yeah. is kind of the race. So it's like eight miles up and then down. Yeah, you have sixty six thousand feet, six thousand six hundred thirty three feet of climbing during the entire. Oh, that's the fifty miler. Fifty. Damn it. Yeah. Well, let's just go past that. They're 45. Yeah, 45. 45-ish is the 50K. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this looks beautiful. This really does. This looks awesome. Do you have a goal in mind for your 50K or you're just going to go out and have a blast? Somewhere between six and eight hours is kind of what we're thinking. Who knows? I know that's yeah. a really big gap. Um, my first marathon was six hours and 48 minutes. So like I have zero expectations at this point. I haven't done anything close to that in elevation on the trails to see. We're heading out. There's a group of us doing it, and we're heading out the third to do a big trail circuit in San Diego called Five Peaks. Mm -hmm. So I'll have a better idea time-wise after that. But like, if I could get – like the 648 would be like magic just because it it would be the same as like my first marathon was. Uh, But I have no idea how realistic that is. and then weather will come into play, right? It's the first weekend in January. So if it's raining, which it very mel- very oh. may well be, like all bets are off and we're just going to go slosh in the mud for an entire day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is going to be hard to see because it has like the uh, watermark in it. But Erica, look at this beautiful picture of this is like the area she'll be running. Can you see that on your oh tiny phone, gosh. Erica? Erica likes the podcast on her phone, little screen. <laughs> This looks beautiful. It's fine. Look at that picture. <laughs> that looks gorgeous. Oh my gosh. You picked the right ultra. Wow. Do you need uh do you need a Sherpa? You do you need Erica to go out there and uh crew for you? I'll come pace. I'll do I'll come do it with you. <laughs> that looks we'll awesome. We'll see if I ever decide to do the 50. I don't think so. She but. has no kids and no other commitments. I can be convinced. Yeah. 
Yeah. Plus, we have family out in California too. They're in the uh, the Palm Desert area, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll go run with you. I'll go up a little bit, spend some time, and then I uh, go home. <laughs> yeah, my advice: just have fun and eat all the food. Yes, yeah, that's been and and keep moving. It's been a fun transition. I was a little bit nervous because I historically always take like a month, you know at least off of running after a marathon. I've only done five. This is my fifth. Um, But every other time I've taken at least a month off of running. And so I was a little bit nervous, like how not having as much time, right? Like you got to come back and keep that base was going to go, but it feels much. This is like just an extra building block step of your ultra (laughs) training. The marathon was just a training run. Yeah. Great yeah. job. So, you know. That's a great way to think of it. There you go. You yeah. put in the work for the marathon, and now you just have to do a little extra like, yeah. build. That's it. What did Scott That's say? Good. Just fr- yeah. just more frosting on top of the cake. <laughs> just adding an- another layer like of frosting. That. Yeah. All right, Jen. This has been fun. Much longer than I said, but there is a story I want to <laughs> hear. So for all the listeners who have hung around to the end of this uh, OTR live. I want to hear about the code Brown you have for us. So I met a friend, I met an athlete actually, um, that I was coaching in person for a run at like six 30 on a Friday this summer. And we did our like half an hour run together. She was a beginning runner. And so it was short, sweet. She leaves. I go to, we're at a public park, permanent bathroom set up. I go to go pee real quick and then head back out for my run. I go in the bathroom and the lock is like one of those circle locks with the, you just turn it to the left or right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like a deadbolt. And I go to unlock it and it just spins in a circle. Just spins. It's a one stall bathroom. There's nothing else. It's just, you know, you go and deadbolt the door and it's spinning in circles. I knew the maintenance crew had been out earlier, like I'd seen them cutting grass. So then I start banging on the door as hard as I can. There's no real window. So I'm just in this room. Oh, no. Doors. It was terrifying. So I call my husband after a couple of minutes, hoping he was going to have some helpful advice. And all he said is, do you want me and the girls to come? And I was like, no, what are you guys going to do at seven o'clock on a Friday morning? Like, no, there's nothing you can do. Uh-huh. So <laughs> then I start dialing 911 and literally just kicking and hitting the door and playing with the lock as I'm <laughs> hoping something is going to like, I don't know, something is going to happen, like trying not to have a panic attack as I'm doing it. And of course, as the 911 operator answers the phone, the door just pops open. and Just by itself, <laughs> just like, mind. boom, door open. <laughs> Yeah, like something in the, when I was like the kicking and the hitting, something must have knocked the lock loose, but it was terrifying probably five to seven oh minutes. God. I was oh like, my God. Oh my God, what panicked. am I going to do? I would have oh, 100% sure. panicked. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> I'm locked in a bed. Oh, the door opened. I'm good. I thought this was going to be another like Dave McGilvery porta potty, like you got trapped in one of those. Yeah. But this is like worse because there's really nothing you can do. You're like, eh. It's kind of yeah. Wow, like that's... there's nothing to break. I was just just stuck. That's why I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like I have to call nine one one. Who else do I call? The city's not going to be 
open yet. Like I can't sit oh here for gosh. hours. Mm-hmm. So bad. Oh my God, imagine <laughs> it. Was it was it a clean bathroom or was it nasty and smelly? Like what was your what were the conditions of the bathroom? I'm just picturing like I mean, it's pretty it's decent. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, it's a well kept. So if you're stuck in there for 30 minutes, part. you're not like this the whole time, you know, trying to like, oh my God. And you got the, no. the flies no. flying around. It's like, actual, like had like actual running water, a real flush soap and water yeah. was, yeah. So if you were stuck but, in there for yeah. like 14 days with running water, you would have been fine. I mean, I guess <laughs> I would have had a massive panic attack by that point. It would not have been good. <laughs> That's a great oh, no. story. I love it. I love it. Yeah, apparently getting locked well, in a bathroom you got is a out. thing. It's happened <laughs> multiple times now on the podcast. I hope it's not it a trend. It happens when we think of you guys now. Yep, yep. Ah, oh, Jen, you're so cool. Jen, I want to give you a second to pump your tires here. You you are still run coaching and you are kind of doing it full-time, part-time teaching, but how's run coaching going? It's going really good. Um, I have a couple of spots on my roster right now, but Lots of people are starting to think about those 2024 races, um, which is super fun. A couple people like starting to train for Boston and that kind of thing um, mm-hmm. in December. So I am launching a group coaching program, which I've never done before, kind of on my own for half and full marathon. So it's just like small group coaching program, 20 athletes, tops in a group. You get access to me and all the goodness, but obviously way more affordable than a one-on-run run coach. So. Didn't lots of fun stuff happening. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to remember when we talked to you last, didn't you have like a, a special website or something you had with somebody else or was it just your website? Misadventures of a marathoner. It was probably just my website. Misadventures of a marathon. I'll throw that in the show notes for you guys. If you want to check out and find Jen, but yeah, this is so cool. So did you get to meet run one of your athletes in Chicago too? Did I see that? Yeah, I got to meet a bunch in person, which was super fun. Yeah. I, I hosted like a small shakeout. I had five athletes that I currently coach one-on-one that ran Chicago. And so I got to meet like two of them at a shakeout run. Um, and then I met up with two other ones at the start line. And one happened, one was in the same cor- like corral as me in the wave. So we like hung out, ran the first mile of the race together. It was so fun because most of my coaching is virtual. Yeah, so that's cool. Getting to like meet people in person that I've talked to virtually for years and years is so fun. That's so cool. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Somebody I'm else so ran happy. into me at the airport. Like one of my other athletes who we just couldn't connect with like life happening when we were there. Mm-hmm. We're like going through the airport. You know, I have the strollers and the kids and the whole nine yards. And she ran up. She's like, Jen. I thought that was you. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and when you meet with your athletes. Well, the airport's better than nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. It was so fun. I take When it. you meet with your athletes virtually, it's like a video chat, like what we're doing here too? It kind of depends on what works for yeah. them. So if video chat works, like obviously it's nice because then you get to see somebody's face. Um, mm-hmm. But other times, you know, people usually work with a run coach because they're super busy and don't have a ton of time to like spend researching their plans and doing all the logistics. So sometimes it's chatting on the phone in the car on the way to drop a kid off at gymnastics or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, well, I think it it says a lot to hear that you've met up with some of your athletes for the first time after talking to them and getting to know them for years. So that means they've been with you for years and just whatever's going on is working for you and them. And that's, that's a great sign. So 
Yeah, we'll put the link in our notes. And for anyone listening who wants to uh, hit hit Jen up for some run coaching, or if you got some big plans in 2024 and you're like, oh, this Jen girl sounds awesome because she is. Mm-hmm. Check her out. Oh, this is so cool. Erica, Thank you have you. anything yeah. else before we uh before we go off the airways of YouTube Live? Or one all viewer. I say is, <laughs> all I want to say is I wish you the best of luck in that 50K. And I hope we can get you back again to hear about it because it sounds amazing. So take lots of pictures, put them on Instagram so he can show me with his sharing screen and I can live vicariously through you. So best of luck. It sounds amazing. And you're just enjoy yourself no matter what. It's another one of those like low, make it low stress and just have a blast because that's going to be a race of a lifetime. So just have so much fun. Yeah. And if it goes Thank really you. well, you should sign up for the Anchor Down Ultra in Rhode Island and run it with Erica. <laughs> or any that ultra. How long is that one? Erica has a bunch of ultras. So, you know, <laughs> that's the one that's a. They're a, mostly loops. Yeah. It's a loop. It's a 2.45 2. Mi- mile loop. 2.45 miles. <laughs> She's like, fuck no. Yeah. Like, that sounds yeah. like so mentally hard. <laughs> And it's in it the is. middle of and August or in the hottest night. weekend of the year. Yeah, starts at 7 yeah. p.m. Yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> we lost her. We lost her. Come here to New Hampshire well, for the next good wheels. one and we can we can reconvene. You know, she yeah. wouldn't want I go to wheels. bed at like 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., 8 p.m. So like, you know, although we'll, I would we'll have the time change working in my favor. We'll we'll find one and and start you off like uh, on the slow side. So we'll do like a twelve hour, so you can still be in bed by <laughs> by a reasonable hour. There you go. There yes. you go. It probably couldn't be here because any temperature here would be like winter for her. Well, it's still winter for me too. I don't like the cold. You would. Yeah, but uh, I'm thinking but yeah, you go we'll, to California we'll and and run a run a twelve hour ultra. With I her. already offered. It'd be so cool. I'm already I, on board. So you have run California already for a marathon, though, right? You did Big Sur. Yes, yeah. I have, but yeah. yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, I like I said, we have family over there, and it's just another excellent excuse to go visit. Right. So, well, <laughs> more races the better. Well, Jen, you're awesome. I know I advertise these as a quick thirty to forty minute conversation, and we are fifty eight <laughs> minutes and forty eight seconds into it. But thanks for reaching out to me, and let's do this again. I want to hear about your ultra because there's going to be like a dozen good stories in that one race. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a lot of fun, Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed that surprise OTR Live. Jen Steele, Misadventures of a Marathoner. I had to look and read it. I spelled it out with faces <laughs> Nailed it. on the On the Runs podcast. You know we love you, and don't forget to stretch.